So tell me now, do you want it? Cause these dancing feet don't cry to the rhythm they cry for you. And every Saturday. Kyle Brush and Norman across ESPN Wisconsin. Yeah, finally did a good job saving some time for Jason Wildey. He's Kyle Wallace, the heartbeat of the show. Brad Norman, six times six year NFL punter. Homeboy Chris is back running the show. Jason Wildey, welcome in. Hi guys, how are you? Oh, not man. well. <laughs> trying to trying to take care of Kyle. We're working through it. Uh oh, Kyle. Jason, doing all right, buddy. He's come to the realization that he's not very happy with the president and general manager. But he's okay with the coach. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean, what's the coach supposed to do? Yeah. To me, Goody set him up with like an impossible task for a first year starter with the youth all around him. Well, yeah, he's not absolved of all team. blame, but I just think Goody deserves I more agree blame. With that too. I deserve Goody deserves more blame for trading away two Hall of Famers, drafting Jordan Love, and then knowing that he put his stamp on Jordan Love, giving Jordan Love this type of roster. It just feels so weird. Yeah, I think uh, the one part you said there about uh, you don't absolve Lafleur of blame. I think that's important because you know in in our uh, sports commentary realm. Uh, it feels like you always have to pick sides, right? Uh, it's this guy's fault. It's this guy's fault. And there's, you know, you guys used to do the pie chart of blame, and it's not 100% Goody. Not, it's definitely not 100% the head coach. But they, they both have their portions of it. But I would, I would say that, you know, I believe that Goody has put them in a position where, and Matt Lafleur is now trying to kind of. Stop the bleeding of, well, we're a young team, and this is a function of having a young team. He's, you know, trying to eliminate that from the conversation entirely. You know, he kind of got after us yesterday about that, which is fine. But there, it just because you stand up and say, all right, we're not using that as an excuse, doesn't change the fact at how young they are. And Bill Huber from Sports Illustrated asked what I thought was, and I even texted him during the press conference to say this, he asked a fantastic question of the head coach and today, and he said basically, you know, with everything, you, you've talked about this mistake and that mistake and this problem and that problem. With all that, can you even get a big-picture view of where you think Jordan is in his development? And, you know, Lafleur obviously tried to say very positive things about love, which is his job, but I think Bill's right. Like, I don't know how you can – know one way or the other based on what he's surrounded with, how much of it is he's not a good quarterback and how much of it is if you put a bunch of decent to slash good players around him. Like, let's swap Brock Purdy and Jordan Love. Right now I know the 49ers have lost three in a row. But, like, Brock Purdy was the toast of the NFL, Mr. Irrelevant, you know, leading this team to all the success and 10-0 and the the 49ers were in his first 10 starts. Yeah, they also have arguably the best tight end in the league, one of the best wide receivers, uh, one of the best running backs, one of the best defenses. So, like, you know, one of the best left the tackles. People around, right. Well, good. Thanks for adding that. Like that. So, that factors in. So, again, I, I, we're all trying to, we all believe that this was meant to be a fact finding mission this year about this team. But if we're being honest, 
the way they built the offense makes it a little bit harder to discern those facts. It makes it a lot harder. Frankly. Well, I think you pointed us because we had this on the sheet. Now I think we're going to go in the four one four hour here because we have because the team is so bad around him. Will we be able to give a fair assessment of Jordan Love this season? Because the whole goal of the season was to assess if Jordan Love is the guy moving forward, but it almost feels like an impossible task based on what's out there. Um, Unless Goody doesn't think that that was – like, that's what we think the task of the season was, right? Like, maybe what Goody thinks is, you know, and this this is, again, some of the things he said, but more importantly, the contract they signed him to uh, instead of the fifth-year option, what they basically said was this is a two-year fact-finding mission. And Goody's idea – is for these guys to grow together. So if all these growing pains hit now uh, and next year they've gotten through so many of them that they're much better equipped to be successful, then maybe in his mind he doesn't need a, this to be a referendum this year on love. As long as they're good enough not to have one of the top two picks and have to choose potentially between Drake May and Caleb Williams, then, you know, if they're a top five pick or a top ten pick, they can go get, what does Tausch call him, Maserati Marv, Marvin Harrison Jr. Or, yeah, that or was a Gus tackle, Johnson thing. Or whatever it might be. Like, maybe maybe in Goody's mind, it isn't a fact-finding mission just for this year. Maybe it's not. Maybe for him, uh, he's thinking, we're giving this guy two years. Yeah, but if you're, if you're not getting better, out. Jason, though, like that's the thing. The last four games, they're not getting better, so like they're not growing. Or I guess that maybe that is part of growth, but I don't look at it that way as professionals. Yeah, I don't. I don't think growth is linear. I think you know are the Forty ers who've lost three in a row after a five and zero start. Yeah, but you have a history of what that anymore? team is. For sure, but they, you know, they still stub their toe in a big way in three straight weeks. The Chiefs lost yesterday, like. I, I agree that the results have been poor. There's no denying that. But, like, I don't know, the, of the four games they've lost uh, in a row here, twice they had the ball at the end of the game that they could go win it. They obviously are inferior to the Lions at this point. And the Vikings, despite how poorly the Packers played, like, they still – it was a 10-3 to game. And the game swung on – Opening drive of the third quarter, touchdown. Uh, Jordan Love throws a ball that uh, Jaden Reed has wrestled out of his hands for interception. Kirk Cousins throws a touchdown to Addison the next play, and suddenly it's gone from 10-3 to 24-3 in like a blink of an eye. I mean, and that's what happens to bad teams, right? And that's what they are right now. There's no doubt about it. Jason, when I've been a part of bad teams and bad locker rooms, inevitably... It's usually the punter. Yeah, 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 you can blame it squarely on his shoulders. Talk to Daniel Whalen, would you? Um, you know, usually, and almost always, tension arises. It's inevitable. And you're a perceptive guy. You spend time in this locker room. Where do you think the tension is most felt? Is it defense to offense, Lafleur and Goody, Old Young? Where, where do you think there's the most tension right now in that locker room? Or in the building, I guess. Yeah, that's a that's a really good question. And, and I personally, even though I can't say that I have sensed it, uh, I would guess, we were just talking about this after the press conference, I would guess, because in every NFL team, even the ones that are succeeding, there's an undercurrent of the coaches always thinking that the personnel guys think high, more highly of a player than they should because they drafted him, so they think he's good. 
And the personnel guys always think that if a high draft pick or a guy that they really like as scouts isn't performing, well, it's the coaches who are misusing them or they're not coaching them up and helping them improve, right? That, there's that pull, push and pull all the time between those two departments. But based on what we just had a pretty long conversation about, the way they've chosen to structure this offense, I, I, I just don't think there's any way that there is a tension between the coaching staff and the personnel department. And it's from both ends. It's, I'm sure those personnel guys are like, hey, look, we gave you all these high picks. You guys just don't know how to hell to coach them. Jason. And, and on the flip side, I think the coaches are saying, you know, you're, you're, you gave us all these young guys. They're not anywhere near being good enough yet. Jason, question here for you, clearly. <laughs> is it time to sell? Well, I'm glad you announced that that was a question, Kyle. I appreciate that. Yes, uh, I would sell. I would sell Preston Smith. Uh, I would sell on Devondre Campbell. Uh, I think both of those guys are good players that are veterans that could really help contenders. Uh, I think they've got guys behind them that can play right away. You know, they like Isaiah McDuffie, what he did while Devondre Campbell was hurt. Uh, they obviously drafted Lucas Van Ness in the first round. So he can play, and J.J. and Agbare could play. So, yes, I think they should sell those two assets, uh, give those players a chance to go play for contenders. Jair? Uh, and, and help yourself. No, I, look, I, I know there's people that are down on Jair. Uh, he does not look like himself. He played with a back injury. This is why sometimes I wonder if players would rather just not play then play, then play poorly while they're playing with an injury and then have everyone think they stay. I'm not down on his play. I'm down on like the chirping and the attitude. That 10-3 drive out of, out of the half, K.J. Osborne had four catches for 60 yards. Jair yeah. got beaten on assignment. Nixon leveled him, and they celebrated and dapped each other up and smiled while they drove all over their faces. That bothered me. But that's Matt LaFleur's team right now. Uh, a little fired up, Jason. Thank you so much for the time, and uh, we'll talk to you Thursday. Sounds good, guys. Take care. Be good. That's Jason Boldy. More of us in two minutes. Next, Religion, Hamilton, and Madison.